Hello everyone, this is episode 717 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for the week of Friday, April 24th, 2020. I am your host, Mark Riznez, and today I don't have too much to talk about. There was a little bit of news I want to get to, but in terms of what I've been playing, I have Rainbows, Toilets, and Unicorns, Dead or School, and Sunless Sea. That's pretty much it, other than Apex Legends, which I'm pretty much guaranteed to get the battle pass completed and i'm i'm in a weird mood with apex legends where i kind of feel like retiring from it altogether i kind of got burnt out because i had a long time frame where i wasn't playing it all that much if even at all and i had to do a lot of catching up with the battle pass and it got a little tiring so i don't know if it's just that or if it's me looking at the game, seeing my 6,000 or so games played and saying, yeah, that's enough. I I think what is making me struggle in saying, yeah, that's enough, is the fact that they just had their Bloodhound event and I put some money in that to get the skins because I just want to get all the Bloodhound stuff and I feel like having just put more money into it, I should not quit on it so soon after. But at the same time, despite the money I've put into the game up until this point, I don't feel bad about that because I got so much enjoyment out of the game from the day it came out to now. I I still enjoy it when I'm on a good team or when I'm playing with my buddy, but I just am pretty burnt out on it and I kind of want to move. There's a part of me right now that really wants to just stop playing any kind of ongoing game that just wants to focus on single player experiences, I guess, and just really spend the rest of my life (laughs) just going after my backlog, which is a weird thing to, and I, I don't know if it's just me like thinking in extremes. It's just like no more, no more ongoing games, no more multiplayer games, unless it's part of the experience like with a way out which is a cooperative experience but it is a narrative you have a start and a finish type of game or maybe a silly thing like the tools up overcooked uh totally reliable delivery service stuff like that but i'm in a weird mind space and i don't know if it's because of the whole covid19 thing and stay at home and all that jazz but it has me thinking no more No more. I am done with all this. But I don't know if I'm going to stick with that because I'm also just unsure of whether or not I actually want that. I'm just hoping there's a longer space between the end of season four and the beginning of season five than usual. There are some people who are assuming that season five is going to start on May 5th, which is not a big time difference between the end of season four, which is going to end, I think, not this upcoming Tuesday, but the next Tuesday. And I look at that, I'm like, that's, that's like, that, that, that can't be true. I think that might be when it, it's going to end. I, I'm going to look at the date right now and just see. So next Tuesday. Yeah, next, no, that, that's insane because this season ends on the 5th. There's no way this season will end and then begin on the 5th. So that number is just ludicrous. And I was looking at sites that aren't reputable, reputable I'd say. But yeah, Apex Legends is something where I'm just in a weird space with it. And I'm like, I don't 
when I, I played a few more of the free-to-play games that I kept on my Xbox, and I'm like, no, I'm done with you. I looked at them, and I'm like, these achievements aren't easy enough to get. They require a big-time investment. If I'm going to invest my time in any free-to-play game, it's still going to be Apex or a handful of others. And so I started deleting more of them because I'm like, I have you on here if I just want to like dabble with you. And I'm like, oh, I can chip away at some of your free achievements. But realistically, I'm not going to play them over other things like single-player experiences, backlog games, or the few free-to-play games that I would really want to check out. Like Warframe is a free-to-play game that I've dabbled in in the past. I've probably put somewhere between six and ten hours into it over the course of its existence and I've enjoyed all my time with that game but I don't stick with it for any prolonged period of time so every time I return to it I'm like (laughs) what are all these new currencies what is going on like that game just gets more and more expansive it now has I think a few open areas that you can explore and do things in I don't know but I really like the way Warframe looks I like the way it plays, and yeah, if I was going to get into a free-to-play game of all the ones I had, that would be one I would dabble in, and then there's so many of these other Battle Royale games. I had Cuisine Royale on there, which is interesting because instead of dropping in from the sky, you just start randomly in the map, but it's not a particularly fun Battle Royale game. It feels very much like PUBG, but trying to be maybe a bit more sillier because when you start off you're in your underwear and then you could pick up body armor you can pick up like pots and pans that will work as like this is your right shoulder body armor this is for your head or your buttocks or stuff like that and it just isn't all that great there's also all the high res studios i think's the name of them all their games paladins smite what is it realm royale and i think that's it from them and I, I've kept those so far, but I don't know. I like it. With Smite and Paladins, they no longer give you free rewards every day for logging in. But they do that with Realm Royale, I believe, which is weird. I guess maybe they just figured after a certain amount of time, after so many years, no more free gifts for you. They're like the soup Nazi with free gifts for prolonged times at their games. And then I kept Cross Out which is this vehicular combat game that is really quick to get into a game. Games or matches can end really quickly as well, and it's pretty simple and fun enough, and it's it's different, and that's why I've kept it, because I'm like, I, I kind of enjoy just going into this randomly, and yeah, I don't I don't know where my mind is in terms of playing games and stuff, because I've spent so much time with Apex over the past few weeks and whatnot that I'm just like, I'm sick of Apex, but this is more. This is more than just the Apex Legends show. This is, you know, the games I talked about at the top of the show. But also, just a bit of news before I get to what I've been playing and wrap this show up and just get it out to y'all because I've had a busy day activating a new phone that took way longer than expected, and I'm just happy that that's over with. But um. Apparently, there are a lot of rumors out there that Xbox is going to have an event or maybe two in the next few weeks around the beginning of May. And yeah, I'm 
Very interested if that's the case, and especially there's a, a lot of rumors around it, including the whole Lockhart series, that's whatever you want to call it, the lower end model, which is something I'm I'm fine with as long as the Series X is not more expensive than the PlayStation 5s. There's only one PlayStation 5, so if the Series X is the same price as the PlayStation 5, go ahead and release this cheaper model for people who want a cheaper model, and I'm assuming that the cheaper model will just replace the Xbox One, which they'll stop production of, so that that makes sense in that case, but... I don't like the idea of a cheaper skew if the Series X, if that's like an excuse to be okay with the Series X costing more than the PlayStation 5, because I don't think that's going to work for Microsoft. I don't think they can, regardless of if they have other options, I don't think they can have a skew out there that costs more than what Sony is putting out there, even if they have a cheaper model. So that is my one concern, but based on the way Spencer has talked about everything, I don't think that's the case if the Lockhart thing does actually happen, which I'm I'm assuming it's going to happen just as a replacement to the Xbox One because it feels like they're stopping production on it or slowing down production on the Xbox One S and the X. And it'll be curious what the form factor. Is it going to be like a smaller version of the Series X or is it going to look like the Xbox One S and X and all that? Like it, It'll be... Interesting to finally get some more details, see some more games, get a price, get a release date, and yeah, the the good thing about getting a price and a release date is that pre-orders will open up immediately, and I will pre-order it immediately, the Series X that is, unless it's a ridiculous price. If, it, if it's more than 500 that's a ridiculous price to me. I, I don't think you can charge more than 500 at this point, and, and given how much the PlayStation 5 is likely to cost... I'm assuming 500 is a safe bet for the Series X. 450 is a very aggressive price if they want to go that route. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in terms of news that really stood out to me. I also want to talk about Unamazingly Baka very quickly. So if you listen to the first episode, then you're like, why wasn't there another episode the following week? That's because there was a recording error, and I've had it happen to me twice now. So I had we scrapped the first episode and then I was mad I was able to fix it the second time because I didn't do too many edits prior to realizing the real issue and there's something and I, I'm assuming it has to do with us recording or, or or calling each other through Skype and then using audacity to record our audio and that there's some weird setting between the two that is screwing up my audio input so that when I'm recording through Audacity, it is slowing down. It's changing my pitch. It's making me sound a little bit deeper, but that's not the real problem. The problem is the duration of my recording ends up being slightly longer than my co-host audio. And of course, the longer it is, the bigger that gap is. And what that means is if I if I wasn't able to edit it and and make them equal again that I would constantly have to adjust my friend's audio to align with mine but I managed to get the audio links pretty much on the same wavelength and this the same length um wavelength in not the literal sense but um 
I was able to do that. Then I changed the pitch. I think it sounds pretty good. I still have to go through and edit it, of course. But I need to figure out what the hell the problem is and then fix it so that I don't have to deal with this shit moving forward. And if it's a Skype thing, though we, we use Skype for the first call, so I don't know why it's being a little pain in the ass right now. But whatever. that That's Skype. Maybe we'll use Discord or some other thing to record or to talk to each other to do the show on. I don't want to mess with Zoom because of all the privacy things. I don't like all that. Even though I'm not like the biggest privacy person, I, I don't want to just willfully use something that is apparently really shitty about it. So I don't want to mess with Zoom. And then that's the main reason why there's not an actual video show of the podcast. Because outside of Zoom, I don't know of the best way to go about recording our video feeds and having it be equal because like on Skype all you see is the other person's video feed and then like a little picture of you a little thumbnail of you like in the upper right corner and I think there's an option to use Discord but I haven't really looked into that and I, I don't think it's that important our camera setup isn't the best or it doesn't <laughs> it's not too flattering I'll say that uh, because of the positioning and everything and I I have no real desire to show my face to everyone and I don't think my buddy is super keen on showing his face or uh, not that he's against it but like does he really want to do it I don't know uh, but yeah that's that's it now moving on to what I've been playing so Rainbows, Toilets, and Unicorns is basically a vertical scrolling shmup, and it's it's a weird game. It is super easy, and it just it isn't any fun, and it's trying to be funny, and I don't understand it, especially the first area. So the, the game is broken up into, I think, five areas that are broken up into six levels each. And the thing is, while you're going through a level, defeating enemies, they'll be dropping gems, and collecting gems increases the level of your ship or your dude, whatever he is. I think you're, fly, you're a dude flying and you got rainbows coming out of your butthole. But it increases your ship's bullets, uh, like how many you shoot out, the size of them, the strength of them, and all that, as you level up by collecting these gems. And you are collecting them over the course of the levels for a specific area. But when you move on to the next area, everything resets. So, and, and you unlock the next area too to just start from there instead of from the beginning. But what that means, and it just seems kind of weird in one sense, is that once you unlock a new area, unless you really like an older area, there's no reason to ever start from that area ever again. Maybe there was a high score thing going on and I wasn't paying attention to that because I didn't care. But the fact that all your power-ups and everything don't carry over if you choose to start from the beginning seems a little dumb. I just It just gives me no incentive to start from the beginning outside of potentially there being a high score thing that I also don't care about. But the thing that's really shitty about it is that it's just it's super easy the enemy patterns are pretty simple. The way it increases difficulty over levels is that it just bumps up the speed a little bit. And with the bosses especially, their movements, their 
actions and, and everything are very predictable and easy to avoid so that you can just find a space. Like if they start shooting out a spread of bullets, you just find a space where or a gap between the bullets and then you just sit there. You don't need to move because they never fill the screen with so many bullets that it's hard to find a safe space or or do it in such a way that you constantly have to move to avoid bullets. I mean, they have some actions, some abilities like that, but for the most part, it's pretty easy to just avoid the bullets. And for a game like this, that's that's not the the best. I I wouldn't call this a bullet hell shooter because there are bullets, but it definitely doesn't feel like hell when they're on screen, which is weird. Like I, I don't know what you'd call a bullet hell game that doesn't feel hellish. It's it's I wouldn't call it heaven because I wasn't enjoying the experience. So it's definitely not a bullet heaven game. It's a bullet purgatory game where you're just kind of stuck there, and it's not all that exciting. You're like, when will this be over? When can I just move on to either hell or heaven? I guess that's what you'd call this game. It's a bullet purgatory game, but also. And this is maybe the biggest problem I have with it, even though I'm not offended by it. I just don't understand what they're trying to say with this, or I don't understand the humor of this. The first area, I believe, is called, oh my God, it's OMG. And who you're fighting in the first level are just a bunch of different religious figures. So you'll fight, I think, initially just like regular priests or monks, and then like Buddhas start joining the the fight and coming down at you, you know, just like a regular enemy in a, in a shmup. And then you have rabbis. I think the Pope is one of the bosses. And I was just going through this level, constantly shooting these religious figures and, and professions and whatnot. I'm like, what am I doing and why am I doing this? Why is this funny? Is it a, is it funny because it's supposed to be offensive? Because it's so it's supposed to be so extreme and edgy. I I don't I don't get it. And then the next area is all about social media crap or whatever. You're you're fighting against like the Facebook thumbs up and likes and love buttons and then streamers. Like I think the first boss was a, a streamer in a gaming chair or whatever. I'm like what why am i doing this what is the point of this i'm assuming that this is supposed to be really funny and i'm supposed to be like ha 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 this is some silly ass shit and i'm just playing and i'm like this is boring and it's stupid and it's it's colorful i like the colors it's really colorful but outside of that i'm like ugh i do not enjoy this it's a little bit sluggish to move your character on screen as well but it just it was a really unpleasant experience because it just was boring out of my mind. Then Dead or School is an action-adventure game, a side-scrolling action-adventure game akin to stuff like Metroid, Super Metroid, and Castlevania where you are going around this world. You'll run into a space that you can't get through, so you have to backtrack and find a way to get through it and so on. But that's only when you're playing the game. And there's so much talking and cutscenes that are, at least in the very beginning, I put, I don't know, I feel like I put maybe two hours into it and an hour and a half of it was spent on cutscenes and dialogue and all this story shit. And I'm probably exaggerating a bit, but 
it was a lot and the ratio was definitely way off and that wouldn't be a problem if I found the story and all that interesting, but I don't like it has an anime aesthetic bit itchy or not itchy. It was a very itchy show, a bit etchy with their designs and when you're interacting with people and the, their outfits and the way that they're basically wearing a skin suit and then their their posture and all this stuff, which is very, you know, just etchy-ish, etchy-ish, etchy-ish. That's a weird word to say, but um, the actual gameplay when you're when you are playing it is okay it doesn't look all that great i think it was made by a three person studio so that's impressive but the way the combat works you have a double jump and then you have three weapons on you that can carry like a a heavy weapon a a heavy um projectile weapon of that sort then like a basic machine gun type of thing and then a, a melee weapon and all these weapons have not durability of the the sword or pipe or whatever you're using that has a durability but you can still use that once it's down it'll just be weaker but all your guns have a certain amount of ammunition and the way you refill the ammunition i don't know if there are ammunition things or pickups you can find in the world but every time you reach a save point it resets your health and then refills all those meters your durability for your melee weapon and the ammo for your uh two guns and you switch between them by pressing the r1 button so i'm playing that on ps4 i played the the rainbows toilet and unicorns game also on ps4 both of them are ps4 games i think they're both on switch as well but i play them on ps4 but you switch between the weapons with the r1 button attack with the r2 button and it's it's just not that great. There's a lot going on in the game. A lot of systems and the game telling you about all these different things. Oh, here's this heavy tech. Here, you can craft this. You can attach this. There's a weight thing going on. There's a, there's a lot in it, and it could be interesting, but the abundance of story wasn't helping it in any way, in large part because I didn't find it all that interesting or engaging, and... The combat and all that, while okay, wasn't super satisfying. And at least early on with a lot of the enemies, they're really easy to deal with. They're not difficult in any way. You have a little dodge roll that you can do. And if you dodge at the right time, it'll slow down time. But so many of the enemies are very predictable. They don't really do a lot and are just easy to deal with. I, I'm not overly fond of the durability thing with the, the melee weapon in particular. I wish that was just like a melee weapon that was fine that you didn't have to worry about that w- with since you also have to worry about ammo and all that with your guns. But um, yeah, bit disappointing there. And then Sunless Sea is uh, the Submariner Edition is something I was playing on Xbox One. And this is a game... I really want to love. It's a roguelike from what I can gather where you control a ship and you explore the seas around London which has been submerged mostly a mile underwater. I 
from what I gathered, uh, just from the base story bit in the in the very beginning of the game, because rats overtook the island, overtook the country. Rats made the 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 whole thing go underwater. That seems weird, but you're you're exploring this space, the sea, uh, which they call the Z, Z E E. Ah, oh, we're going around the Z, whatever, and they do a little bit of nonsense like that with other stuff too but you're going around docking at other places getting into combat bits if you want or avoiding them if you can which is probably good especially early on and when you dock at other spaces other areas you can then interact with the people in the island uh, and there's a lot of reading in the game it's it's very much so like a kind of choose your own adventure sandwich in between these bits of sea exploration or, or maybe you could say it's a choose your own adventure that has these very brief moments of sea exploration sandwiched in between those things but when you are on these islands you can you know go to a manor and then there will be three sisters there and you can choose to have tea with one of them and you'll get a quick little rundown of each of their personality. Be like, oh, this one sounds like my kind of lady. I want to drink tea with her. And then when you drink tea with them and finish your conversation and your interaction with them, you'll see a list of things that you can take from it. You can gain terror, lose terror, get a tale of terror, get some supplies, get the thing of warts or something other. You just... The thing about this game that is so frustrating is that it does a horrible job of onboarding the player. There is barely any tutorial at all. And it reminds me so much of Crusader Kings 2 in that it's something that I look at and conceptually I'm like, this is awesome. I think I could really get into this. But the game does a horrible job of teaching you about the game itself, the systems in it, what everything is, what these currencies, whatever they are, do why you want them or don't want them what you should do in situations even if you had the ability to like just go over these things like terror and and whatnot and push in the say right analog stick and then get a brief little window that says terror is this blah 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 it does this to you you don't want it you want it um something like that but it 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 does none of that there's barely any tutorial at all and when I said, forget it, I don't want this tutorial because I tried using this tutorial and it wasn't really helping at all. And then I went to the option menu and reset the tutorial. It didn't show back up. And I'm like, what? It, it's frustrating because I want to really like this game. I want to get into it, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've played it for like a few hours, maybe around there. I've explored, I've interacted with people. I've read a bunch of shit. The writing's not bad, but I just don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss because the game just has failed to teach me anything about it. Even the controls, it, it didn't have a tutorial for that. I had to go check the controls to figure out exactly how to steer my ship, not steer my ship, but to how to get it moving and everything, how to get the gear up and everything. And I I just don't understand that. Like I, I'm 
fine with games not wanting to hold your hand and just putting you out in the deep end to some extent and just letting you figure things out on your own. But give me some structure, some idea of what exactly I'm there for, you know, and games similar like this, at least you have an idea of what you're doing and what this is and that is and will at least have like have flavor text for something like have flavor text for the fucking terror. What is terror? I'm assuming it's not good because it's called terror. And what is the difference between terror and a tales of terror? They're two different things. And I got one of them because I'm like, I'm going to get this. This sounds cool. It also doesn't sound good for me, but I've never seen it come up up until this point. I'm going to take it. I don't know what that did to me because it didn't have any immediate effect on me, but it's there. I think it's there because I can't even, I don't know where I would check to see if I have that tales of terror or not. And that's, that's just the, the, the ultimately frustrating thing about Sunless Sea is that I look at it, I see so much promise. There's probably a really good, interesting experience in there once you figure out how everything works and all that jazz. But the game itself does a horrible job of teaching you any of it. And I feel like I have to go to YouTube or or something to really get a hang of it. I, I guess I could keep playing and just eventually figure out what this is and that is and, and those things over there are. But I don't like doing that. I, I want the game to give me something. I don't want it to, I don't need it to hold my hand. I don't I don't want games to hold my hand. But I want the game to at least tell me what the fuck it's about. Other than it's just okay, explore the sea. Alright? But what is this shit? Like, at least with even like Dark Souls, they're like, okay, you want to go ring these bells. Like, there are th- ways the game, like, I don't know. There, there might be stuff in Sunless Sea, but I'm just missing all of it or, or, or something. I don't, it's, it's frustrating. I don't want to keep saying, I don't know, but, um, yeah, I really want to like it. And I, I'm going to put some more time into it, maybe check some YouTube things potentially if I spend more time with it and I'm like still at a loss, but, Currently, I'm just, I just don't know what I'm doing in it. Um, so, yeah, a bit disappointing there. That That's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. So, yeah, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Besides, of course, PixelatedSausage.com where you can find this podcast, Attack the Backlog, and On Amazingly Baka, which are available on podcast surfaces across the globe. And if you don't want to use any of those things like the old Apple Podcasts and all that jazz, you can just take the RSS feed and put it in whatever RSS reader thing you use. So listen to all those shows if you want. On Amazingly Baka and Attack the Backlog are both available on YouTube, which you can uh, check out over at youtube.com slash sausage, along with other videos as well. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And also, in this time, I found out through a tweet that Threadless was making masks and donating proceeds 
from those sales up to 100 or 100% of the proceeds up to 100k they donated then after that which they reached pretty quickly up to 250k they donated part of the proceeds and they are creating mass with artists works on it and i created a threadless shop just to do that so if you go to my twitter again that's at px sausage the pin tweet is of a link to my store where you can purchase one of nine different designs and i think my art works really well for mass so yeah go there support a good cause keep yourself safe and healthy and all that jazz any proceeds i get from this i'm just going to donate to charity myself so know that you are helping yourself you're putting a bit more beauty in the world because my art is my art is nice and colorful and i think it does really look good on a mask i ordered a few myself i haven't gotten them yet you know they have to print them and then ship them out and all that jazz but uh know that you'll be keeping yourself healthy and safe while also supporting good a good cause as well so yeah do that and also if you fancy the site in general and anything we do you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for listening i hope you enjoy this here episode i hope that you are staying safe and healthy and just doing the best you can given the the situation with covid and all that I hope everything is okay with all y'all listeners and your families, your friends, your loved ones, everyone. Uh, it's been it's been a, a a tough thing for multiple reasons for not just me for everyone, but uh, yeah, hope hope everyone's doing the best they can with all that's going on. But um. Yeah, again, I I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.